0: Boggers on a mission, and the stakes are getting higher, other teams in the majors, don't have a prayer against the Friars, long ball, small ball, back against the wall, ball. offense, defense, swinging from the back fence, running down the bases. Greetings and welcome to the East Village Times podcast. I'm your host James Clark, and with me, as always, is Mr. Austin Hartsfield. What's going on, Austin? How are you doing?
1: Uh, healthy for the first time in five episodes, so that's pretty. Uh, it's pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, Austin's had an ongoing saga with his health, uh, but he's uh, he's ready to go. He's he's uh, raring and and gosh, this this baseball se- this baseball offseason has been rough for you, man.
1: Yeah, it's killing me. But I mean, now we get to talk prospects.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Awesome stuff because uh, tomorrow morning there will be a new Padres top 20 baseball list will be dropping from baseball prospectus. And Mr. Wilson Karaman is here going to give us uh, maybe a little bit of a preview, a little bit of talk about it. Uh, We're excited to talk about it. What's going on, Wilson? How are you doing? Hey, fellas.
2: Thanks for having me on.
0: Uh, thanks man thank you for taking some time i know it's the uh, christmas season and you got a little one at home uh, it's, uh I,
2: I, I got plenty of them running around here yeah we're we're leaving for the east coast on saturday so until then all, all is still calm and well but it'll, it'll blow up very quickly <laughs> once we get <hit> through <laughs> awesome.
0: awesome you get to head east for the for the uh christmas season then i guess you get to experience a, a little bit of that white christmas right
2: Man, I'm hoping so. It's it's looking a little dicey. Maybe a little. So I'm going to New York and Massachusetts and Pennsylvania, kind of all over. And it's looking like we might get a little snow, like twenty sixth, twenty seventh, twenty eighth. And I, I I really hope we do. I've got kind of like a soon to be eleven month old who's obviously never seen it before. So it'll be good to <laughs> good to introduce it to him. Yeah, but not too much though, right? You know, you get
0: kind of. You get a little bit fed up after a while but with the snow. I I can
2: do I can do it in slow doses. Like now now that I've moved west, it's been about ten years since I've been out in California and like I I can I can handle it when we go back and visit now. But yeah, those those long like once February, March hits and it's still pounding snow on the ground, it's it's not for me anymore. (laughs) Yeah, we got snow in
1: April in Amarillo this year and I was just like, Can we not? (sighs) Yep.
0: The stuff that California natives have no idea about. Seasons. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, so Let's let's, uh, you know, before we start talking Padre Prospects, give us a little bit about, about how you guys devised this list. You know, we all love baseball perspectives and the, the, just the valuable information that you guys put out to us. Just, you know, give us a little bit about how you and Craig and the guys get down and, and able to construct this list
2: yeah yeah well uh we you know we've got a team of scouts that are spread out all over the country we we had i think 18 on staff this year which was one, one of the larger crews uh but we, you know our, our whole thing at baseball prospectus is that we base our prospect lists and reports and everything on on firsthand evals uh to the degree that we can we we see the majority of guys in most systems uh, i would say the padres Uh, luckily for for our conversation here and just generally given the strength of the system, it's one of the systems that we get the most coverage on because we've got a ton of guys in the Midwest League. We've got, (laughs) we had just a a baker's dozen of people out here in California for, for the Cal League this year. We've got a bunch of Texas League coverage. So it just ends up every year that, that it's one of the systems that we, we have the deepest kind of institutional knowledge about. Um, so when when we get set to draft up our list, we usually start right around the end of the season in September. We'll do our first you know Slack threads that are just going through you know all the reports that we filed for that year uh and any any guys below the radar that people want to put into the initial conversation then we'll just go through a series of, of drafts after that to to whittle it down and, and hone it just right and ask some industry sources and scouts that we know along the way for feedback and and, and all that as we go and and by this time of year we're <laughs> very very far into the process to, to where we're comfortable churning out our list
0: yeah it's a it's an awesome process and it just it's it's so amazing to hear how you know how in-depth you guys go about processing this information and gathering it and getting and getting it firsthand which is always the best when you're analyzing a prospect is seeing him firsthand looking oh, into their eyes if you will and, and and just seeing the little things that can't be picked up on film or can't be picked up on on someone writing about them. so um just you know give us your overall thoughts of this padre system cuz it's it's <laughs> deep
2: <laughs> it's, it's it's stupid deep i mean we were, we were talking before this like there's there's just a massive gulf between a few of these have teams at the, at the top of the minor league system depth chart if you will uh, and and Teams that don't have that kind of high end uh, depth or impact in them, um, the Padres just have both in spades. I mean, they just graduated two guys who are you know ro- rookie of the year candidates. Look like two of the better young players uh, to debut in the league last year, and they're still a top three system in baseball. <laughs> like at worst, yeah. you know, I mean, it's just it's a stupid amount of young talent. Um, the the top of the system is just flush with impact talent. They got crazy arms. Uh, dotting the entirety of it um and you can like we were talking about earlier too like we we went 27 28 deep with people we were legitimately like banding about cases for the top 20 on uh, I, I don't think there's another system in baseball that can match the the depth of, of the middle class of the Padres system. Um, and then they just throw them around a bunch of money on fun guys, you know, sixteen year olds in the in your international class last year. You know, n- another solid, intriguing draft. Like it's just sort of a never ending player development uh, uh, churning institution at this point. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's 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 a fun system for us to cover.
1: So let's go ahead and start talking about this list, man. I mean, what better way to start than to talk about the best player in this list? My favorite player to talk about, Mackenzie Gore. I mean, the word ace gets thrown around a lot when people talk about Mackenzie. You know, the ability to basically use four plus pitches to execute them. In your eyes, what makes him the best pitcher in this system?
2: Well, just 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 what you said. <laughs> like it's 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 yeah. one of those things where like a guy like him. You don't have to overthink him when you see him, you know. And it's it's a kind of interesting experience the first time you catch him because it is an unorthodox delivery. And you get thrown by that a little bit the first time you see it. I'm sure hitting against it is <laughs> very, very simple. You know? yeah. um, but, uh, you know, you watch him for an inning, and it's an unorthodox delivery, but it's it's perfectly synced for his physical signature. Like, everything about it just flows effortlessly perfect fluidity and balance um you know he'll he'll get a little loose with his arm slots sometimes and his pitches will wander a little bit but then man he's got so much movement on it and he tunnels all four pitches off the same angle and you just don't see 20 year old pitchers 21 year old pitchers 29 year old pitchers that do the kinds of things that he's able to do with that repertoire uh and and that kind of motion um so he's just he's just good <laughs> like straight up he was the third overall pick for a reason you know um and i he's very realistically part of this team's present you know he's not going to debut in the major leagues but he was not that far off from being able to compete at an above average or better level last year <laughs> which is which is kind of striking for a kid of his age and, and relative lack of pro, pro experience so he's he's by far for me the best pitching prospect that I've seen in the last couple of years uh, he's the best pitching prospect in baseball according to our uh, our, our list that will be coming uh, later in this winter the 101 um, and he was that way on our midseason top 50 as well
1: I'm so glad that you said that it's an experience watching him because I don't think that you can get the full Mackenzie gore experience really watching him just one time because not only do you realize how unorthodox that delivery is but you also realize how effortless it is to him just because of how athletic he is how big of nope. how big of a like an impact does his athleticism make
2: well, that's the thing is like we, we talk a lot about how there's no one size fits all for for mechanics of any kind of baseball throwing hitting whatever it is base running uh, your, your jumps off first, you know, you, you find players, the ones that you tend to have the most confidence in projecting on are the ones who understand how their bodies work, and how to be as efficient in their movements within their physical capabilities as they can be. So you see a guy like Gore and yeah, that, that first time you see him, you know, with a big, deep rock and that huge leg kick, uh, and it just takes so long to unfurl cause he's got such length and extension in his drive that, you know, Whoa, what, what am I looking at here? Um, and, and by the time you've watched him repeat that delivery and seen how he moves around the mound a little bit, it's like, Oh, this is perfect. <laughs> like there's, there's no, there's nothing in here that is inefficient in motion. Um and he gets tremendous extension and, and spin off his pitches, uh, because he's just he's maximizing every little millimeter of his length and his athleticism to get where he needs to get. Uh, He's got a real advanced understanding of how his body works and where he needs to be uh, moving optimally within his delivery uh, to get to his slot, to get to his release point uh, and to drive pitches downhill. Uh, So it's, it's true. And and by the way, (laughs) Luis Patino who will be number two on our list uh, (laughs) is, is really not that far behind on an oddly similar delivery from the right side.
1: I mean, let's just go to Patino. I mean, if we're going from one high-leg kick to another. What is yeah. it to you outside of the fastball? Because that's just an absolute just layup for you that makes the Patino so successful.
2: Well, I, you know, I, I think the thing that struck me the most about him, I wrote a big, like long, full-length piece about him in the, in the um, top 50 week at BP over the midseason. Um, he was remarkably coachable and just like, into into how to improve and seemed to have just such an exuding sense of, like, I know what I need to do physically right now to get back on track when I lose my delivery, to outthink this player, to outthink this hitter and get ahead of him in this clutch situation. He just had a real advanced feel for his craft for a kid that's so, so, so young. I mean he wasn't a big money guy coming into the international class either. They signed him for what hundred and thirty thousand bucks or something. Yeah, as a shortstop, um, yeah. Yeah, as a shortstop. And he's not big or physically imposing. Yeah. He's six feet. He's kind of shortish for a right-hander, um, which makes watching that delivery all the more whoa. <laughs> uh, but no, it's 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 high end stuff, just like gore too. Like there are four pitches here that are at present at least above average. I, I think I put three sixes on them eventually. Too. Um, and he just has this great sense of like attacking hitters and getting his pitches on them correctly and they tunnel well together and it, it all adds up to really nasty stuff. Um, yeah. I, I think I think he can develop, you know, per, per, pretty close to the trajectory of gore. Yeah, no, Patino is just so impressive. I mean,
0: he looked dominant at times at Lake Elsinore and doing that at 18, 19 years old is, is pretty impressive doing that against yeah. you know, more mature competition. And the the relationship that those two have is really special too i've had the opportunity to interview both together and separate and it's just it, there's like polar opposites but they have the same intensity when it comes to pitching and when it comes to improving their craft i mean you yeah. hit it on the head both of them want to get better and they strive to get better and that's something that just can't be taught right i mean
2: yeah no i mean i i i featured on this one kind of interaction that i saw where like you know usually when you see a pitcher start to lose his release point, and and he did in one of the starts that I saw. He kind of dragged into the middle innings and wasn't really locating all that well. And he had this one little you know burst where he got, walked a couple guys, let a let a couple runs in. Pitching coach went out and. You know, ninety-nine times out of 100, a hundred when a high A pitching coach goes out to talk to a nineteen year old kid in that situation, it's a one-way conversation. <laughs> you know, a pitching coach is yeah, so, yeah listen, do this, do that, get your get yourself back into the moment here, let's get some health, let's get out of this this was a straight up two way conversation patinho is actively involved and participating uh, and in and, and, you know diagnosing this situation and how to fix it um, and you know just like you said earlier like it's it, it's good to see that with a young player and that's one of the things that getting live looks on, on players allows you to to kind of get those moments where it's like oh man yeah this this is a kid that you want to bet on maxing out on this stuff
0: yeah for sure i mean the the upside and the ability is just remarkable with him uh let's transition to someone who intrigues me uh not only because i was a huge or am a huge Family reyes fan but just i just the inconsistency is just maddening from taylor trammell what are what is your <laughs> thoughts on his upside going forward can you know did, did we what who will will the real taylor trammell step up and stand out or it is this a, a top prospect? <laughs> <So> <laughs> he's,
2: sort of he's, he's probably one of the three or four prospects that caused far and away the most consternation internally on what to do with him <laughs> this year at BP. Uh, Jeff, Jeffrey Paternostro, our the our prospect writer, is, is a big fan of Tramels uh, and is, is more than willing to chalk up this year to just uh, the, the lost year of a, a, a good prospect with tons of athleticism and physical ability that struggled out of the gate, you know, never really found it. And it just sort of snowballed on them. And that happens, you know, that just happens. Some players just go through bad seasons like that. Uh, there's nothing in the physical profile or, you know, to tool potential that really slipped or, or looked any different by the end of the season uh, from where it was last season. And we, we ranked him really high. We were big fans. Um, so on that level, like, yeah, maybe, maybe it's just a lost season. Maybe we're still, at, you know, head, heading for a future where he's a, a Carl Crawford type and, and all as well. Yeah. Um, and then we have just on the other side of the scale, a whole bunch of staff looks at him, uh, in both, both of his stops along the way, uh, that were just not good. <laughs> it was just, just didn't look right. He's not a guy that brings his strength into any semblance of like usable power and game swings. Um, he, he doesn't pick up pitches all that well, or at least didn't this year. Um, the, the defensive Tools are great, but his, his, his execution is not always on top of things either. Uh, so there's, there was a wide variety of, <laughs> of spectrum of opinion. On yeah, the,
0: I mean, I, there's so many conflicting reports. I mean, Austin was in Amarillo. He went to roughly 80% of, of the games. He spoke to Trammell quite often, saw a little bit of a difference in his swing towards the end of the season. I don't know, Austin. Did you see anything in particular in, in Taylor that showing promise for you in your estimation?
1: It was really just confidence. Like he felt felt like he wasn't wanted in Cincinnati anymore, and uh, finally got comfortable and felt felt like that he was putting finally putting good at bats together. Something that he hadn't been doing all year. Uh, that's the one thing that stood out to me. Like this guy knows what knew where the strike zone was and knew it better than the umpires half the time. And that was one of the things that I was looking at. And I talked to the hitting coach, Raul Padron, about it. And he's like, I've never seen anybody who can know exactly where the strike zone is at all times. And he would build at bats, man. I don't think I've, like I've said, I didn't see anybody all year that could build at bats like he could. Like, you would look up and hit six, seven, eight pitch at bat. Like, maybe he'll strike out, but he would make the pitchers work. So I don't know if it was just maybe a confidence thing or maybe if they tweaked a little bit more, but I didn't see too much.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, the, the reports just are so all over the place on him. He's just, just
1: so polarizing. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we can all agree that he's a very good person, though, from what I've heard and, and what I've limited time that I've had with him. Uh, I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Let, let's move on to someone who we can all agree on, and that's Luis Campusano. Someone who ah. tore it up in the California League was just impressive, both defensively and offensively. You had a lot of looks at him, Wilson. Can you give us your impression of of Mr. Camposano and what the party fans have to look forward to.
2: He's, he's just a really, really good player. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, you talked about build, building at bats and, and stringing together, you know, good good looks and pitchers. And Camposano was great at that all year. R- really understands the strike zone, and and he's you know selectively aggressive in the good kind of way like he'll he'll be more than happy to let an early strike go by if it's in a, a zone of the uh, a part of the zone that he's not prepared to drive a ball from um, he doesn't swing at pitchers pitches he gets himself deeper into counts attacks when there's a pitch to attack just a good solid line drive hitter um, and he's a strong kid, so he can, he can get under balls and drive them too. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of top spin to, to his contact right now, um, but he's strong enough that that doesn't matter if he gets under one enough to one of the gaps, he can drive one out of a power alley. Uh, and, and he's just good at, at putting together good at bats. Um, defensively, it's it's good enough. You know, it's a solid defensive profile. He's got a really strong arm, but he's not real efficient or consistent with his pops. He'll 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 run up one eights, and then, you know, he gave up stolen bases on three out of four attempts you know um the the sort of defensive fundamentals the blocking the mobility the lateral agility all those things are are good not great you know they're 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 solid and they're strong and he should be a a catcher that holds his own behind the dish and eventually can hopefully and probably refine his uh catch and throw a little bit to be an asset back in that in that uh area of things too uh, I, I love the kid. He's he's a, a first division catcher. He's a good 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 everyday backstop on a good team.
0: Yeah, he's. I mean, in a catching rich system, he's one of the best, and it's pretty. I mean, impressive for for twenty twenty one year old to put up the numbers he did uh, at the it's, California it's, League.
2: It's it's very rare that prep catchers get drafted in the second round to begin with, uh, yeah. and when they when they do, there's there's usually real good reason for it. And yes. 1920 you go out and win an mvp award in high a uh, yeah. as a catcher as a catcher that's that should exactly. tell that's rare that's guy, i yeah. mean blake
0: hunts probably are you know above par as far as uh, you know his development and you compare him to camposano it's, it's just crazy when you think about it um Let's move I, on to CJ. Well, go ahead. Did you have anything else on? I was just of-
2: going to say real quick on Blake Hunt. Like I, I saw him as an amateur, and, and we got real good staff looks at him in the Midwest League and liked him quite a bit, and he was like 19th on our list. That's how deep the system is. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And I'm very high on Hunt as well. I think that he's an uh, unheralded guy who's kind of hopefully figuring things out offensively, so I'm I'm hoping for a big year from him. It, the system is just so deep in, in particular areas. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, yeah. Let's move on to CJ Abrams. Someone who I'm really excited to see in full season a full season uh, of numbers from, someone who could potentially hit 15 15 triples, who could just, you know, give me the thought on on his power numbers because ideally or initially there were some conflicting reports with the power and whether or not he was going to have much at all, but he put the ball out of the ballpark in Arizona, showed some decent pop. Uh, Give
2: me a little bit on on, on, uh, Mr. Abrams, if you will. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's an explosive swing. You know, he, he really uses his wrist strength and hands and arms effectively. He he uses his hips effectively. There's there's some juice to the swing, um, and and he creates loud contact. I mean, dude hit four hundred after swing. <laughs> like that doesn't doesn't happen by accident. Um, I mean, he, he'll, he'll leak from time to time. He'll get out on his front foot a little bit and rob himself of power. And that's the kind of stuff that scouts were, were a little worried about pre-draft. Um, we did see some of that after he signed. Um, but, you know, you, you can't argue with results like he put up at that stage of, <laughs> of life and time. Uh, and there's there's a lot to like in just the physical Traits of the swing that he can build off of. He's, he's really young. It's going to take time. Nobody was was you know suggesting otherwise when they drafted him where they did. Um, but he's just a top of the scale runner. He's real blazing fast, and he takes the turn off of first real hard and well. He steals tons and tons of extra bases on balls into the gaps, and you know the mm. doubles and triples production is going to be a, a hallmark of his. Um, so some of that may eventually wander over the fence, but even if it doesn't, that's a, that's a real nice baseline for an offensive weapon right there. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that hit tool kind of develops over the next couple of years and, and whether the leaking issue persists, whether timing ever really evolves into becoming a frontline hitter uh, capable of driving the ball with regular authority. But, I, you know, you, you can see it in the physicality of just how exciting a player he can be if it even comes close to clicking.
1: You know, if you don't love baseball, it's hard to find defense exciting. But <laughs> I'm very, very excited to see Gabriel Arias next year. And all I've heard, every single report that I've heard is the glove is fantastic. Tell me a little yep. bit about Gabriel Arias.
2: Yeah, he uh, he's a kid that showed up in in the spring um in lake elsinore and was well he was wildly overmatched offensively <laughs> we were we were sitting on a couple of the series earlier in april and it was just like one slider after another not a good slider like just junky a high a sliders in april and he was chasing every single last one of them and just weak contact swings and misses and it just was ugly Um, but for the second year in a row he really did a nice job starting to recognize pitches and make adjustments he did the same thing in the midwest league last year our early reports on him were were not good offensively and then the batches kept on warming and kept on improving and he kept on making adjustments over the course of the season and uh, the the same exact situation unfolded this year he's got some good pop um he's never going to be a plus hitter by any stretch but we're, we're pretty confident that he's a guy that can string together enough quality at pass to let power play and, and be at least neutral on the offensive side of things. Uh, and when you've got that as an offensive baseline with the kind of defensive ability that he shows at the six, that's a really, really good player. Um, Arius just moves real fluid at the six. Like, it's just, it's just one of those guys that, you know, you, you watch enough shortstop play in high A there's a big difference between guys yeah. who are natural <laughs> shortstops and guys that are trying with every fiber of their being to hang on <laughs> you know like exactly. it's just yeah. it's just yeah. a real wide yeah. variance
0: They're like don't hit, don't hit me the ball don't hit me the ball don't hit me the
2: well it's like you know like every, you know, not, uh, half the world gets drafted as shortstops or signed as shortstops yeah. some of them hang along longer than others and high a is a real separator league. for kind of things. That's that that's the level where it's like, all right, you're you're either doing this or you're not. (laughs) Um and and Arius, even in a decent year of shortstop play in the Cal League, he was just, he was, he was the high-end guy. He was the standard. Um, You know, he's he's a physical kid that just understands his movements. He's quick. He's efficient in how he moves. He 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 anticipates where balls are going to bounce to very effectively, gets his body into good you know, catch-and-throw position no matter where he's going, good arm strength from deep in the hole. Um, it's, it's a real full package of shortstop play. I, I, I was a big fan of his.
1: You know, you talked about Arias kind of being overpowered. I thought that at the beginning of the year when I saw that I had Adrian Morhone on this Amarillo pitching staff, I was like, okay, he's just going to absolutely just blow people by he's gonna just outmatch people in double a and that didn't happen He was yep. kind of another one of those polarizing guys to where it depended on i'm sure the reports are just all over the place on him depending on what start they saw but you know what are they what are we gonna get out of adrian morihone in the end do you think
2: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's like he's he, his his OFP his ceiling is like a first division left handed pitcher in some role. <laughs> you know, like, he'll he'll show three plus pitches too. You know he's another guy that like he as a starter he'll generally work ninety two to ninety. some starts he'll ramp it up to 95 96 and then you see him out of the pen at the end of the year and he's like sitting 96 and topping at 98 down the stretch you know um or before he got injured anyway um but and that's that's the other bugaboo with him it's like there's just been one thing after another of of little physical issues there was word that after he hurt his shoulder last year like they were gonna think about overhauling his delivery or changing his arm slot to take some pressure off the shoulder uh who who knows at this point um his stuff is really good he's 20 years old again you know (laughs) another another 20 year old phenom no big deal uh (laughs) (laughs) but like he's he's got real good stuff he's got big league stuff he forced a major league debut at 20 um it's just he doesn't he doesn't always repeat his delivery efficiently um the 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 arm was kind of noticeably dragging a little bit as the season progressed then he went down with the shoulder injury so it seemed like it might have been bothering him for a little bit longer there um, and, uh, you know, your, your guess is as good as ours in terms of whether he ever achieves uh, any portion of that ceiling, but it's a really high ceiling, and he's a 20-year-old left-hander, <laughs> so it's, it's a good problem to have if he's the sixth or seventh best prospect in your system. I think we had him sixth.
1: <laughs> I mean, two guys that are basically linked together for me are Michelle Baez and Adrian Morahone, two yeah. guys that are completely opposite size-wise. But and pretty much complete opposite production here in Amarillo. Baez is a bigger body. Is he too big? And does his fit, does how big he is like worry people injury wise?
2: uh no, I mean no more than any other pitcher. Like uh, all pitchers are just, just right. ticking time bombs, yeah. you know. Sure. Uh, I I liked Baez a lot when he was in the cow. Um, you know, he's in, impressive in, here. It, 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 yeah, it's it's just really again great raw stuff. Like he he was high nineties out of the pen, ninety six to ninety eight guy. Um, the changeup is is pretty good. Uh, his spin is okay. You know, it's it's not not dominant. It's not consistent. Um, but I, as a you know high high leverage bullpen piece or multi inning guy who can work the seventh and eighth for you, like he, he's ready to try on that hat this year (laughs) Um, and if they want him to start you know, he's he's yet another young starter with fireballing capability that they can just throw into this into this big mess of seven guys <laughs> for the back end of their rotation at some point this year. Uh, so they've got options, and, and in a, a, a thinner system and a rebuilding team, you probably err on the side of let's let's run him out there for a bunch of starts and see how he does. I'm not sure the Padres will utilize him that way because they don't have to if they don't want to. <laughs> Yeah, you
0: know, th- let's let's stick with another pitcher who was in Amarillo and made his debut today uh, this season with the, or this past season with the Padres, and that's Ronald Bolanos, another uh, Cuban pitcher. Give me yeah. impression of and, and you, I mean, can this guy has such a wide variety of, of speeds on his between his fastball and his his fist type
2: curve? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's a great he's a great yeah. Cuban pitcher. I really dig it. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no, so he we had him fifteen On our list and he he was the final of eight members of the team's 2016 international spree that made the top 15 like how insane a haul that was for one off season on the international market is incredible um and yeah he he's got a big old fastball which is really fun to watch i don't love the deliveries. not as quite not quite as consistent he's got a little bit of a funky uh le- leg kick maneuver and, and drive um it, it's deli- you know it's it's kind of up tempo and aggressive which i am always skeptical of for command reasons but it's like one of those kitchen sink arsenals behind it like the fastball is very good and then he's just got like a, a, a bunch of different shit he can throw in any count, yeah. and will drop in whenever, and he'll he'll move his curveball between like seventy and seventy eight. Yeah. you know, all, he's all like a El place. Duque or something. I mean, he's yeah. just yeah. I, 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 I love that style of pitching. I'm always been yeah. a huge sucker for it. Um, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not sure he ever finds a a, a truly great secondary pitch to to pair with that fastball but there's just so much other slop that it'll keep them competitive and yeah, uh, yeah. keep the running for for rotation innings for for a while if they want but if they just want to let that fastball eat out of the pen that's a real strong option too
0: yeah exactly i mean it's just another example of just how deep this farm system is i mean 23 year old you know with pretty good upside and just no one even talks yeah. about him
2: just because no, he's, no, no. he's, 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 he's just another guy here, yeah. I mean, he's probably a top six, seven yeah. prospect. The yeah. majority, exactly, system. exactly.
0: Um, let's move on to Tierso Ornelis, someone I'm really excited for for 2020. Someone who who he he just kind of got out of a swing in, in 2019. Um, I've seen him in the offseason bulking up. He's he's gonna add power to his beautiful swing. Give me a little bit about Ornelis and, and what you it's, see about him
2: he's a physical monster and if they need anybody to sell jeans for him outside the stadium like he's the guy i mean it's a statuesque frame that's just going to be perfectly you know balanced and, and strong by the time he's done filling out um he just he lost every semblance of confidence in his body uh by by the second month that he was in elsinore he was just not ready offensively to be there um and i I appreciate the way that the padres push all their prospects uh they you know he was one of those rare ones where it was sort of a mea culpa he went back to to arizona to kind of work things out and push the reset button there Uh, and he came back and you know he he didn't do that well in arizona too i don't think Uh, but he wasn't there for that long and he came back and put some better swings on the ball in the last month and, and look to be like, okay, all right, here's a step forward. It's a little bit of something that we can build off of. Um, the, the, the just baseline physicality and movements and uh, baseball tools that could come out of him are off the charts. You know, They're just very, very, very strong across-the-board ability. Um, with, I mean, you watch him swing, and it's like, how can this guy not develop at least above average power down the line. He's big, he's strong, he's got bat speed, all these things. The hitting approach was just very passive and, and skittish this year at times. Um, and he's not delivering the barrel with any confidence or authority for you know the, the first half of the season that he was out here. He's a guy that if it clicks, it could click pretty quickly, um, but it's going to be a long, long, long slog of inconsistency and a herk and jerk if it doesn't click quickly. <laughs> if that makes any sense?
0: No, it it uh, does, it does, because you like you say, it just it's going to take some something to click, somebody to work with them to.
2: To get yeah, him to, that's, that's what it, that's what it feels like it feels like he just needs the right hitting coach to, to understand how his body works and how to make him swing uh, the way that he needs to start swinging um, sure. and uh, you know you see little flashes of it and you see what it can look like when he gets into one it's like oh okay <laughs> yeah. so it's a, it's a very high variance prospect but it's a very you know he's, he's really young um, as as literally everyone in this freaking system is yeah, um, exactly. And, it's, it, you know, he, he's not a guy that's that's very likely to be stomping on Major League pitching in the next year and a half. But, you know, hey, maybe. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, he's still, what, 19? I mean, I yeah, think he's still it's, 19. It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy young, you know. Like <laughs> it's, it's crazy young. <laughs> yeah. So, he, he, you know, he's, he's yet another in that kind of middle range of the system where it's like this could go a lot of different ways. And if it goes the right way, it can go very high the right way
0: for sure let's talk another another player who's kind of that way and that that's Jason Rosario a, a ridiculous athlete gets on base shows tremendous bat to ball skills but still something just not quite clicking with the swing give me your impression of him because i've seen people really love him or people
2: really kind of just are average or are blah on him well, he's, yeah were, he's, yeah we talked about this a little bit with Ornelas, but he's he's to the extreme he's just super super passive at the dish i mean he just takes pitch after pitch after pitch and like yes. You know, that's that's good for repetition and that's good for just general baseline of approach, but he hasn't quite learned yet how to attack pitches that he needs to attack. So I think he led the Cal League in walks last year, but there was was nothing in the hitting end of it uh, that justified all those walks. Like pitchers could exploit him at will if they could throw strikes. Exactly. exactly but he's he's a he's a great defensive player um we we had guys thrown uh, i think two people on staff throw sevens on his glove and center um I'm, I'm not quite that high on it but it's it's it looks the part of a really good center fielder uh, he's got real good you know pro, kind of predatorial closing speed um and, and just gets good jumps on the ball seems to understand trajectory and all that good stuff so there there's a a, a very, very, very good baseline there in a very good glove in center field. That'll get you a lot of leeway to work out whatever you got to work out in the minor leagues. Um, and he's he's got that baseline approach to, to work off of. I'd rather work off of a too patient approach than a way-too-aggressive approach. Um and there's enough physicality and enough exciting athleticism in the way that he moves and swings when he's practicing to where it's like, all right, you can see how this molds into being a solid hit tool, you know, maybe never developing all that much power, but maybe enough of it just through the sheer explosiveness of the swing and the strength uh, to, to allow his hit tool to develop into, into something useful.
1: You know, Eduardo Alvarez is a guy that last year I was – kind of floored by not because he did anything spectacular just the fact that he did everything above average it felt like because he didn't do anything absolutely just phenomenal you know how does he grade out defensively for on the reports that you guys have and just kind of what's the report on him overall
2: yeah well he's he's just very similar to what you just said he's just a solid player that's just done everything right like (laughs) he keeps he keeps getting better at each level he goes to and showing improvement i mean he was Uh, I think he was 20th in our system last year, and we had him 14th this year after he put up like a solidly above average system in in a season in double A and like played good defense and hit the ball well and didn't really show any glaring holes whatsoever. And it's like, all right, that's the kind of kid that usually will jump from a 20 to a number six in the system. (laughs) But like, he, he didn't do that here because of the depth of the system, not because he's. Yeah, not, not because he's like remote, remotely deficient in any way. He had a really strong season. He's a solid defender. You know, he he moves well in the outfield. He he runs around well, um, and, and I think he can probably stick in the in center field and add value there. Uh, bat, bats solid. He's got good speed. He's just a just a good player, um, and he's given us no reason to doubt that his progress is the product of, of improvement.
1: Probably the most boring player that I saw all year, and it's just boring just because he just comes in, does his job. <laughs> he's an awful interview because he won't give me anything, is Owen Miller. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's no, just, sounds about right. I imagine his scouting report's as boring
2: as he is. Is that the case? Yeah, it's just solid. He's just solid. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's just, he, he just he, does he, it. He, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he skipped high A last year and went out and just like had a really good season at double A, you know? He, He's a good, good hitter. He's got a good feel to hit. He understands his own will. He attacks good strikes. He, he does all the things that you want to do. You know, he's, he doesn't have a lot of power, but what, what power he's got, he'll bring into games. He'll stretch, you know, stretch the field with the gappers, the whole thing. Uh he's, he's solid in the field, you know, he's plus speed, he's got good range, he moves around well, he's got good hands, like, it's all just, just kind of there. He's going to be a real real solid utility player, second division starter at second, you know, somewhere in that range that's, like, g- g- going to add good value to a 25-man roster.
1: A guy that's a little more interesting that we can talk about, that there's probably a lot more to talk about, Hudson Potts was a 20-year-old in AA this year, really struggled throughout this year is do we think that he turns it around is that just the case of he's 20 in double a and was just a bit overmatched or
2: what does it look like yeah that's what that's what we chalked it up to We, we didn't Get good looks at him this year he, he wasn't great you know it's 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 not great patience at the play it was a lot of swing and miss it just looked like just looked like a kid that was out of his depth <laughs> you know yeah he, he had moderate success in, in the Cal League the year before super young and they just kind of kept the train rolling let's see what happens and it didn't go great um but when, when you got a kid that's that young and struggles against really, really good pitching in the high minors, like, all right, that's a great chance to take a breath and reboot and figure out what went wrong and see about trying to correct it. Uh, so that's where he's at in his development. You know, we're, we're, we were cautiously optimistic about him last year. You know, he, we had some good looks at him in California. He looked like a solid player. Um, we'll see if he rebounds and, and takes last year's lessons to heart, or if that's just more a reflection of him getting exposed on some fundamental flaws that are going to limit him. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll all we'll all learn that together next year.
1: <laughs> so, Buddy Reed just recently left this system. Where would he have <laughs> slotted in, do you think, on this on this list if he was still in the system?
2: He wouldn't have made the top twenty. somewhere Where would Edwards have been? Okay. Where would Edwards have been? He was another guy that we had no idea where to put. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had we had a long conversation about him and Arius and, and which okay. one he likes better. I mean, it's not somewhere in that range, the the okay. Mid, mid okay. single digits, six to eight range, probably five to eight range. Okay.
0: Okay. that's that's interesting. Um, let's let's. Let's I, I know we, we we love your time that you're spending with us, Wilson, and we'll we'll get you on. We we could we could talk about your prospects all, <laughs> all night long though. But we, yeah, we will get sure. you we will we will get you going. A couple more questions. Um I'd love to her. talk about Joey Cantillo, someone who uh I've enjoyed talking to, someone who kind of just gets it and, and understands pitching at a young age and I and I really appreciate yeah. that. Um give me your thoughts on him, the increased velocity this year and, and what you can see for or what you can, what we can expect from him moving forward.
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's crafty crafty lefty style. I'm, I'm here for it, man. <laughs> like yeah, it's, yeah. You know, the yeah. the Arsenal even with a couple extra ticks, it's it's not overwhelming remotely on the surface. It's a, you know, upper 80s low 90s a big soft curve. Uh, but he's he's he gets it done. He's a, yeah. He seems to have an understanding of how his pitches work, what he needs to do to hitters to make his stuff play best. The, the changeup's pretty good. You know, it, it tunnels really well off the fastball. Um, he'll he'll draw. He'll turn it over in any situation. It's 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 a solid little compliment. I, I love softer tossed and lefties that have feel for that change that can utilize it the way that he he has so far um it's not a great ceiling but it's a useful pitcher if it continues to hold and and he seems to be a guy that's likely to max out whatever physical capabilities he has
0: yeah he's he's impressive and i think the chip on his shoulder is helping take him to yeah the like that too yep yeah he 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 wants to get better and and, and you can sense that in and just in the way he communicates and the way he talks about pitching um let's talk about jake Cronenworth. talking speaking of pitching uh, you know, I'm I'm lucky enough to see most of these prospects in the, firsthand. I, I I've never seen Mr. Cronin Croninworth. Give me your impression of him uh, with a bat, and I guess also on the mound.
2: Uh, I have absolutely nothing to add on him. <laughs> 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 he was, he, you know, he was in the Rays system. I I never see guys like that whatsoever. Um, oh, he was bro. in he was he was in the conversation for our Tampa Bay top 20 uh he ended up falling falling short of that i think um it it seems to be just kind of a high iq guy he's got a good arm obviously he's he's i think he was up to 94 on the mound uh with a splitter too which is fun (laughs) (laughs) but you know he at the at the dish it's like good good contact Hitting and seems to be like a useful uh, dude that can move around a little bit. Um, yeah, with with you know, this, run, runs, runs the bases well. The whole thing. So we, yeah. we had like, okay, this guy could work. Yeah, let's see it. Kind of reports on him in the in the Rays thread, and uh, I'm sure he'll slot in somewhere into the depth chart for for 25 man action this year in San Diego.
0: Yeah, we'll have to wait and see what the Padres plan to do with him.
1: When it comes to Ryan Weathers, Ryan Weathers is a guy that cracked y'all's top 10. What does Weathers do that makes him so much more special than the pitchers below him?
2: Well, uh, well, it'll be fun to see if he can stay healthy and it <laughs> Um, you know, he's got his dad's like exact same frame. He's bigger than his dad was, but it's like the same kind of like what wide frame, a little shorter, uh, (laughs) arm actions, very similar, kind of that short arm tight, tight coil. Um, and his ball kind of jumps on hitters a little bit. Uh, it's it's good stuff when he's healthy you know, he was he was running the ball up to 9495 in April uh, stri- striking guys out and, and mixing in good secondaries that were flashing as above average pitches too the, the pedigree is great the bloodlines are great you know all, all those things are kind of in place I, I think he he was like a, a real good high school basketball player too <laughs> there's there's good athleticism there um, yeah obviously it comes from the, the, the big league bloodline Um and and when it's working and when it's healthy, that fastball was really riding well in April. Like it, it looked like one of those fastballs that just holds spin, you know, comes from a little bit of a tighter, more compact arm action, and just kind of holds its plane and, and gets on you sneaky. Um, and then when it's sneaky at ninety four, ninety five, like that's a legit pitch right there. Um, he showed the ability to, to, to do good work with a curve and a change, to complement it, to, to get guys out with sequencing, um, all those kind of advanced attributes that you look for in a, in a young pitcher. Um, you know, the, the, the knock on him, I think, is going to be that he doesn't really have the ability to to finish hitters consistently, and that might drag on him as he gets again as he gets up against more advanced hitters. Like none of those pitches was a true put away, um, and so there might be more of a mid rotation kind of trajectory for him than than uh, something more than that. But that's still pretty good. Um, he, he's gonna have to figure out a way, I think, from that arm slot to add more to his arsenal um, to to take any next steps beyond what he's what he's sort of trajectorying towards right now. Um, but I think he can be a real solid starter uh, in, in a major league rotation someday if he can stay healthy and refine things along a, a normal a normal path going forward.
1: We talked about Weathers' injury. But a guy that I didn't get to see a lot of this year—that was basically—I felt like somebody took my toy away from me uh, when they took Reggie Lawson and didn't tell me what was going on because I don't think anybody yeah. figured out what was going on with him until like the Don Wilkie classic or around there.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I I saw him as an amateur too, and I, I liked him a lot. Um, that that fastball is real good. It's yeah mid mid nineties with just a bunch of life, just really explodes late. And, beats guys to the to the point of contact if they're able to get you, catch a piece of it. Um, you know I, I don't love the change up now I didn't love it then. Um, it, it's got some projection to it that it's had for a couple of years now and hasn't really shown great strides getting there. Um, the curve is an awesome downer pitch that, that kind of works off that fastball plane effectively I, I think he can be a really 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 good two pitch reliever i um, curious to see how they treat him going forward. He's another one where it's just like one of those embarrassment of riches scenarios of, of how many arms they have in the system and, and increasingly in the big league roster. Um, so it's, it's unclear what sort of role he'll, he'll play going forward for that organization. Um, but I, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to keep starting him for the time being, if you want to, and, and seeing where it goes from there. Um but it, it can be a pretty impressive late-inning, high-leverage sort of profile if he does shift to the bullpen.
0: Uh, let's move on to Mr. Hudson Head. Uh, someone who the Padres kind of stole with uh, a third-round pick uh, in this yeah. past <laughs> round. Yeah, pay, the past draft. Yeah, they didn't
2: pay him like a third-rounder. No, <laughs> so they sure so as hell did it. But <laughs>
0: give us your impression of, of what you've seen from him. He seems to be pretty impressive from what I've the short stints that I've seen from
2: him. Yeah, it's good physicality. He's kind of one of those cross the board players, like a a bunch of pretty good tools. Mm -hmm. Um, He's real thin and wiry right now, and you know it's it's not the kind of frame that's going to get like super bulky strong, but but he can add he can add good muscle to it, um, which is going to change his game a little bit as he goes. the The swing. I don't quite know what to make of the swing because it's it's really he's got a big arm bar it's it's kind of rigid in how he how he loads right now um, but then once he triggers like the swing is is good it's it's real fluid there's good bat speed he generates pretty good whip and extension um, he, he he gets into his legs a little bit already so good signs for for a prep prospect like that especially a pop up kid um, it seems like he's you know at least a, a, a above average runner right now might even get a little tick faster for a while while he adds strength um i I like the way that he moves around uh it seems like he's a pretty good bet to stick in center from from the scant reports after signing that we have on his glove um you know it's, it's a guy that can move pretty quickly if it it starts to gel in any way next year
0: Nice. Nice. Okay. Uh, last question that I have for you, Wilson, I wanted to, to just ask you if there was any sleeper pottery prospects on your radar that you've seen firsthand, uh, in the last year or so.
2: Yeah. I mean, any of those dudes at high A probably fit the bill. I mean, you had like Eggy. I mean, like I, I love watching Eggy yeah, play. Like he's, he's a lot of fun, you know, <laughs> he's yeah. like, he's like one of those little spark plug players. That's just like, all right, cool. This is a fun thing to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, Estuary Ruiz was sort of a very similar mix. Um, I, I I heard real good reports on Matt Brash after signing too. Okay, um, okay. You know, he, he's he was another one that uh, just sort of has a good foundation to work off of as a pitcher. Um, Jorge Onya is going to be real. Fun to watch what he is by this time next year. I mean, he you know he he had a very abbreviated se- season this year, but absolutely destroyed the ball uh, in Double A after really not looking very impressive at all in High A the year before. <laughs> uh, so uh, was it just a heater? Was it the product of legitimate sustainable change and development? We'll we'll all figure that out later too. Um, but he's another one to keep an eye on. Uh, but Justin Lopez is another kind of boring utility that's, type but he but, is yeah you know, it's like but he, he's solid you know
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> he spent two years he spent two years in the midwest league at like 18 and 19
2: and, and yeah like it's you know <laughs> it's it's sort of a normal prospect you know, yeah. that could you get you know and that's that stands out as being not all that impressive in the system and yeah. yet it's it's really useful um exactly exactly (laughs) my my fun one from last year i i I really enjoyed watching seth blair uh pull pull it all back together last year (laughs) come back trail for him um i'm not sure he's a legitimately exciting prospect but it was a fun story um it's always
0: fun to see pictures like that that have gone through adversity and were able to come back and and perform right
2: yeah absolutely it's a great story um i i was a big fan last year of, of Doris Valdez, just just a giant who throws really really just hard, a monster. you know, Jesus. yeah, just just a monster on the mound. Just a, you know he doesn't yeah. really have a delivery at all. He just kind yeah, <laughs> before just flames players. on the fastball. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um so somewhere lost in there is Anderson Espinoza on and his wild oh, polysy come Lordy. back. Don't forget about him, you know, like it's there's just a lot of fun stuff going on in all corners of the system. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's it's the system is is truly deep and it's 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 Pretty amazing. Um, we are blessed to be able to speak to you uh, on the on the eve of this uh, prospect list dropping. Thank you so much for your time, Wilson.
2: Yeah, the, thanks for having me
0: on. For sure, man. It, it was great stuff. We love uh, hearing your in depth uh, information on, on all these guys. I think we covered per- pretty much everybody on the top twenty, with exception of Tucapita Marcano. Yeah. If you wanna if you wanna throw anything out on him uh in he's the last named, minute. He's
2: it. named for where
0: he's from. I like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chucopita uh Venezuela. Yep. Fantastic <laughs> stuff. I mean I, you know, give me give me a little bit about him because he's he's something that's intriguing. I mean, not a big power guy, good bat-to-ball skills,
2: you know, made it yeah, to Yeah, we, we, go, we, we got we got uh um Urius comps on him. <laughs> 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 Pretty, pretty similar game. Uh, good, okay. very good contact. Good, good, good hitting skills. Uh, just sort of as a baseline. He's a smooth defender at second. Um, he's he's worked around at short and third too. I think. Um, and you know he he should be a dude that can bounce around the infield a little bit, and hit some, and yeah. I you know it's he's another guy that would be comfortably in most top tens.
0: Yeah, just a, just another name, right? For this yep. deep system, <laughs> it's amazing too because you I mean you talked about it earlier how many J two guys they they brought in this year. Then it's just it just keeps churning and it keeps going and it's a it's a good thing. I mean, you're talking to a, a lifelong Padre fan who's been deprived for a long time. Of <laughs> a long
2: long long time coming. <laughs> well, it's getting. Pretty, pretty, uh, <laughs>
0: all right wilson thank you so much for your time uh yeah, happy holidays sure, and, and merry christmas to you um yeah you guys, too thank you for sure guys you got to check out his stuff on baseball prospectus the, the cheese in the kitchen pieces that he does are, are awesome uh we support baseball prospectus mindedly, and, and you should as well check out their stuff for sure uh we will be right back folks after a short break welcome back folks to episode number 118 of the east village times podcast uh wilson Karaman, just gave us a lowdown on uh, top 20 prospects, basically all of them, Austin.
1: Literally all of them.
0: Yeah, literally all of them. Yeah, not basically. Uh, awesome stuff from Wilson. It was it was great to to pick his brain and get his uh, just feeling about how this system is, is is progressing.
1: I'm glad that we agree that Owen Miller and Edward Olivares are boring.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's the universal thing, and boring in a good way. Yeah. Uh, boring leads to major league service times
1: absolutely you got to have those boring players those serviceable players to fill spots man you got to you got to yeah. fill out the 25 and the 40s
0: for sure for sure it's 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 fantastic to to have this opportunity to talk to him um i love the way that he preached about uh seeing these prospects firsthand and being able to, to divulge these lists and yeah, and, and yeah exactly it's, it's it's what it's all about um Thank you, folks, for joining us. Uh, I think we're about wrapped. There's not really much uh, relevant Padre news at this point. We're kind of all just waiting for rumors and stuff to either happen or not happen. Uh, It's not really even worth time to talk about said rumors. But uh, perhaps on the next show, we have another show hopefully lined up uh, before the holidays. There's uh, some talks in the work that we might be able to have something done uh, before then. Uh, if not, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you guys, Austin. Anything before I take us out of here?
1: Nothing. Happy Holidays. Happy Off Season.
0: Awesome stuff. Uh, give us a follow. The uh, website is at evt underscore news. Uh, the podcast is evt podcast. Uh, I am at evt underscore j clark, and Austin is at at hartsfield pc. Uh, we are the East Village Times podcast, and we are signing out.